Welcome to 7-Minute Torah. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. Here's how this podcast works. Each week we begin with about 7 to 10 minutes on the weekly parsha, hence the name 7-Minute Torah. You'll either hear me, or you'll hear me in conversation with a Jewish thought leader. After that, if you want to stick around, we often continue with a bonus interview where we talk about all things Jewish. All right, welcome. Today we read the final, the ultimate, the last parsha in the Torah. We're about to enter into the holiday of Simchat Torah, which in Hebrew means rejoicing over the Torah. This is the holiday of finishing the Torah. And of course, on this holiday, we read the final chapters of Torah. This parsha is called Vizot Habracha, which means this is the blessing, because it begins with these words. Vezod habracha asher berach Moshe ish ha'Elohim et bnei Yisrael lifnei moto. This is the blessing with which Moses, the man of God, bade the Israelites farewell before he died. So the Israelites are standing just about to enter into the promised land, just about to cross over the Jordan River. Moses is about to die. In fact, at the end of this parsha, he will die. He launches into a series of blessings. He blesses each and every tribe, one after the other. And unlike the blessing of Jacob at the end of the book of Genesis, these are mostly nice things that Moses says about each tribe. He wishes them well, he hopes for bounty for them, he praises them in various ways, and he ends by reminding the Israelites that God has been with them. God has brought them up to this point. And then Moses climbs up the mountain, looks out over the entire land of Israel. God says to him, Zot ha'aretz asher nishbati la'avraham li'itzchak u'liyakov. This is the land that I swore, that I promised to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And then Moses dies. And the Torah ends by telling us that never again did there ever arise another prophet like Moses, who who saw God face to face. Moses lived to be 120 years old, which in Judaism today is still the way we wish people well. May you live to be 120 And it says that he died with his eyes undimmed and his vigor unabated. In other words, Moses was filled with energy and wisdom until his very last moment. Now, in some ways, this is a parsha about death. It's an ending, certainly the end of Moses' life. But in other ways, it's really a beginning. The Israelites are about to cross over into the land of Israel to begin their national life in their land. They're going to farm the land. They're going to build institutions, government, a temple. They're going to create Judaism over the course of many centuries in the land, and then, of course, many centuries outside the land in exile also. So it's hard to say that this portion is really the end of anything. In many ways, it is the beginning of the Jewish story, and yet it's also the end of the Torah. The Torah makes a very peculiar choice here, which is to end the story before it ends. We never see what would really be the culmination of this story of our people wandering in the wilderness. And that, of course, is the crossing over into the promised land. That story does happen, but it happens later in the book of Joshua. And Joshua is not part of the Torah. 
So on Simchat Torah, when we complete the reading of the Torah, we go in two directions. For the Haftarah, the prophetic reading that comes after Torah, we go on and read Joshua, read about the people crossing over into the land. But for the weekly Torah cycle, both for study and for public synagogue reading, we go right back to the beginning and read Bereshit, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And I think that that choice is quite purposeful here. The framers of the Torah intentionally did not end the story with the entering of the promised land. And there are two reasons that I can think of that they might have done that. One which is national or group-oriented, and the other which is individual. The group reason is this. If the Torah had ended with the people crossing into the promised land, it certainly would have tied up the Torah neatly. But it also would have sent the message that all of that, the creation, the patriarchs, the exodus, the wandering in the wilderness, all of that was leading to this moment, this moment of crossing in the land. This was the culminating moment of Israelite history. But that's not the case. That's not where this was all leading. Where this was all leading was actually to the journey that we're on today, the journey of Judaism, carrying Torah through the generations and throughout the world. And so the Torah needed to end, not with the people very conveniently entering the land of Israel, but rather with the people in the wilderness, in that in-between place, still figuring out how to be Jewish, still contemplating the meaning of and the experience of the Jewish story, because, of course, that's our eternal state as Jews. The individual reason is similar. I think the message is that the promised land, that is to say, wherever we're trying to get to, the goals we're trying to achieve, the selves we're hoping to become, the promised land is not a place that you just get to and you're done. The promised land is something that we're always striving for. We never fully achieve our goals. We never fully become the selves that we would like to be. There's always space and time to learn more and to become more and more ourselves. So that's where the Torah leaves us peering at the promised land, but not there yet, thinking about our journey and still living it, both as individuals and as a people. And then it tells us to turn right back to the beginning, because you're not done reading these stories. You still have something to learn from them and things to teach about them. In Pirkei Avot, which is a tractate of the Mishnah, published in around the year 200, a rabbi whose name is Ben Bagbag, I don't know how he gets that name, says the following words, Turn it around and around, because everything is in it. And the commentator Bartonora tells us that this it, the thing that he's talking about, is the Torah. We're supposed to keep turning the Torah around and around, because there's always something new in it. In fact, he continues saying, look into it, become old and gray with it. Do not move away from it, because you have no better portion than it. And that, I think, is the final message that the Torah sends. By not ending with an ending, it teaches us that our learning never ends, that our job is to go right back to the beginning and keep learning, because, of course, everything is in here. And as I like to say, that doesn't mean that next time we read the words of the Torah, they'll be different. But it does mean that maybe next time we read the words of the Torah, we'll be a little different. So thanks for learning with me this year. Thanks for taking this journey through Torah with me. 
Later this week, I'll be back with the first episode of Season 3, as we open the Torah once again, finding new insights in ancient words, and we continue this journey of learning. Chag Sameach, Happy Simchat Torah, and I'll see you soon. Hey there, Rabbi Micah Streifer here. I want to invite you to continue the conversation in our new Facebook group. Just go to Facebook and search 7-Minute Torah Listen and Discuss. Then you can join the group and join the conversation. See you there. Thanks for listening to 7-Minute Torah. If you enjoyed this program, please leave a review or a comment, and please pass it on to a friend. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a great week.